Andy does love some Andy. It's like you're inside of my head. <laughs> what is your fascination with Peterson? Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast. Dear future me, don't go to the courthouse. The moral of the story is don't leave your martial arts equipment and your other coat in a parallel dimension. Comic book talk by comic book geeks just like you. <laughs> I'm Andy and I like every comic that's ever been made. I would not go to Jonathan Frake's booth because I would get space herpes. And now your hosts, Andy Padel. You can say, can say smol- a Hulk smash in three million different languages, <laughs> unlike me who had problems saying it in the only one that I speak. And Joel Simon. Hey, so uh, I'm reading. No. Actually, so me first? Yeah. Really? It's such an honor. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, <clears throat> first time. Okay, got it. That's right. So welcome to episode 29 of Trade Secrets Podcast. Uh, This one's going to be about the strange talent of Luther Strode. This is a dual cast, um, much like last year when there was the Anne and Luke dual cast. Uh, It's going to be myself, Andy Podell, and my co-host and partner in crime, Joel Simon. Sup, sup. Actually, this this should be a lot more interesting because it's not about Sandman, and this is about an actually a cool book, um, the Strange Talent of Luther Strode, which uh, Luke had hit me to and he had talked about before, and I was like, oh well, I don't really believe what Luke says most of the time, but this one actually was a really good book. Yeah, it's uh, to use my key term, uh, fantastic and amazing. Yeah. Uh, so let's start off with what you've been reading. Um, well, we've had a lot of time to read. So I've been going through, I finally finished off Fear Agent, though I didn't, went through all the different trades and uh, just how Remender had drawn, drawn everything together, all the different timelines and how um, the Fear Agent was bouncing all around. Why, why I can't think of the main character's name. Oh, Shit. <laughs> I can't remember right now. Yeah, and neither can I. But anyway, they they tied all the tw- the storylines all together into a nice little bundle, and um, it ended nicely. I, I was really impressed. But don't don't spoil the ending though, because I, I don't to. think Luke has finished it yet. And I think he started it and he really digs it. Yeah, he he should he should. But you know the the funny thing is, um, I was over at a friend's and he had this book called Mister Monster. Have you Mister? Is that Another Remender book? No, no, it wasn't. It was it was before, and it's about this this guy who um, is part vampire. His parents, so he, he's kind of monster. Are they like monster rock stars or monster hunting rock stars? No, no. The guy, the main character, Mister Monster, looks like uh, Ultraman. He's okay, like, and um, he's got goggles. It's kind of a, a fifty vintage look to it, um, <clears throat> and, but. He goes, it's this guy who fights different monsters and goes out and exterminates them. And the main bad guys are these Nazi brain aliens. And they're all encased a lot like the Dressites from Like Fury. Krang? Yeah, yeah, like Krang. Okay. Yeah. And the everything from it was very similar to, to Fear Agent. Nice. Yeah. That actually sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was wondering maybe if Remender had gotten that idea. Uh, of Fear Agent for, from this because uh, this was done in the, the early 90s, late 80s. 
it's been a while. Okay. Hmm. I'll have to hunt that down. Uh, anything else? Um, been picking up the, the ultimate, the ultimate series. So I've been reading the ultimates and ultimate Spider-Man because they've reboot them. And <coughs> wait, wait, they rebooted it. Yeah. They reboot. So it's not miles Morales anymore. It is miles Morales, but miles like ultimate Spider-Man started off on ultimate Spider-Man one. And that was miles. Okay. Right. And so they they did that with the ultimates, ultimate X-Men and ultimate Spider-Man. And they've pretty much decided that, it was kind of based in reality, the whole Ultimate Universe. You know, there's New York City and whatnot. They've decided to just wipe the slate clean, a lot like Ultimatum. Okay. Where they've, well, Reed Richards has turned evil, and he just recently uh, blew up Washington, D.C. <laughs> so everything is, is gone, to, gone to hell, and um, yeah, the, the Ultimates, the, the Avengers are on the run, and it's... It's a it's a nice little take on the Marvel universe. It's a, it's a little bit more gritty than than the usual universe because they can actually kill people and they're like okay, this is the ultimate world. We can do whatever we want with superheroes and whatnot. I really like the idea of uh, Mister Fantastic as a villain because just you know his entire sort of uh, persona is based on his intelligence and being as you know the smartest man on the planet or yeah. third smartest man or second smartest man or whatever. That idea, like you would think that you know all it would take is one wrong turn. And then that guy becomes just the biggest threat to humanity. Yep. And, and that's pretty much what it was. They had relegated him to the negative zone. And he, while he was in the negative zone, he had a lot of time to, to think on it. And he's like, you know what? I really don't like these people. So he figured out a plan to get out of the negative zone. And when he did, he's like, okay, I'm going to shape the world in my, my own vision and damn the rest of the world. And that's pretty much what he's doing. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it reminds me a lot of uh, Planetary. Okay. You're, yeah. No, I, I love Planetary. Okay. Yeah, you remember Mister Fantastic and that, or the the analog for Mister yeah. Fantastic wasn't the nicest guy in the world. Nope. Um, oh God, Planetary is so good. We haven't yeah. done that yet, have we? No. Oh, no we, we, we need to do that at some point. Oh yeah. There, oh, there's a lot of books out there we need to do. Um, so Ultimates that uh, reading through Punisher Max, which is Garth Ennis. And I'm I'm really surprised that I haven't seen any um, incest or or bestiality or anything in it. Basically, it's a it's a more gritty look on on um, Nick Fury. Okay. Yeah, and he's going through the different worlds. So this first series that I'm reading through is uh, Vietnam War, and uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that it's it's Garth Ennis, um, and it's good. It's good too. Like just solid all around. Yeah, yeah. It's it's solid. It's Nick Fury being himself. He's the ladies' man. Um, he obviously has been relegated. <clears throat> it's right before the Vietnam War, so the the Viet Cong are coming in, or and they're starting to take over the French colony. And uh, he was relegated to to Vietnam because he had messed up and pissed off the wrong people um, after the Korean War. And so that's why he's there, and it picks up on what actually, how the Korean or the Vietnam War started. So the 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 battle at Dien Bien Phu, uh, the and uh, just how they kicked out all the colonists, and it, it's going over all the the political ramifications on why they wanted to go over uh, the 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 domino effect. Well, you know, if Vietnam falls and the whole Southeast Asia falls because China's already has, and they kind of lost Korea. So it's it's all on that. It's, it's good stuff. Okay. 
Let's see here. What have I read in the past few weeks? Um, Still reading Crossed. That was actually, I think I read that right after we recorded the uh, the last episode. Uh, they've, they've been doing one called uh, Wish You Were Here. It's oh. online. It's uh, crossedcomic.com. Um, if you like Crossed, it's awesome. If you don't know what Crossed is, it's pretty dark and brutal and probably will offend most people. It's pitch black. It's not dark. It's pitch black. Uh, it's it even. I thought I was I was open open to a lot of stuff, and I had to stop reading it myself. It's just too much. It's oh, it's so good though. It's everything that's amazing about like zombie survival film, like when done right, where the, really the greatest enemy normally is the people themselves and how they react to the situation. But you don't have just zombies. You have these murderous, like. I don't even know how to describe the crossed other than saying that they're just simply acting on their most base instincts. Yeah. Yeah. They, they really are. And they, they just do whatever. Uh, and it like, there was no, this would be a book that would definitely lead to sort of a second rebirth of the comics code. If I've ever imagined one. God, God, yes. Let's just put it this way. I learned what, uh, eat the cookie is all about. Okie cookie. Okie cookie. Yeah. (sighs) Oh, Oh. That that's what sent you over the edge? No, that's not what sent me over the edge, but that's just an example of what they what they have in store for you in Crossed. Yeah. So you're still liking it? I love it. It's oh. really I enjoy the fact that it's, you know, humanity dealing with itself and its most primal urges as yeah. and seeing it as a threat as opposed to the normal whiny I don't know. I, like, I kind of feel like Walking Dead is sort of, I've lost some interest in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of that, I think, comes from Crossed because, like, a lot of the time, you know, Walking Dead will sort of go on and something horrible will happen. But there's a line that they sort of, they'll go right to that line and then they'll stop and then they'll bring it back in a little bit. And then they'll go to the line and stop and then bring it back in. Crossed just doesn't stop. It's like a railroad train. You, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it's not. Yeah. It, and it, it's true. It's, it's humanity unsanitized. You yeah. Know? Because we, we live in this nice little insular world where in, in Western, in the Western society. And so we don't have to deal with like, um, what's going on in Afghanistan you yeah. know, or the, all just the evil that is in the world. Yeah. We don't really see it. Um, other than that, let me think what I've read recently that I thought was, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I can't think of anything that really sticks out in my mind right now. Mm. Um, standard manga stuff, Naruto, okay. One Piece, Bleach, um, X books, uh, Chew. That's something I need to catch up on. Chew. How far in are you? Uh, I've read the th- third book after the fighting chicken or something Poyo? Like yeah Poyo Poyo yes uh, actually uh, this week Secret Agent Poyo comes out John Lehman talked about it when we interviewed him what? yeah there's going to be a one shot for Poyo <laughs> uh, following the chicken yeah okay Secret Agent Poyo okay um, he does have a life so wait so when we're when we're saying what we've read are we supposed to tell people what we thought was good about it or just i'm just saying everything yeah no i mean it's i i think it's up for interpretation okay i mean i could talk about one piece but i don't think any of our listeners <laughs> would care <laughs> i think it's great but i mean that's yeah. not many people's cup of tea well uh, it's a lot of people's cup of tea it's just not many of our listeners cup of tea this is true and no. bleach and uh one piece bleach, naruto yeah they're all it's, it's all the same story yeah student or kid you know does something learns that he's awesome 
Yeah. Fights someone, realizes he isn't quite as awesome as he needs to be, trains for a little bit, becomes more awesome, defeats that villain to only have another villain come up and show him he's not as awesome. Rinse, repeat, wash, over, over, over. Uh, you just blew my mind. Yeah? I never even saw that. No, I, yeah, it's, they're pretty much all the same. But, but the, the thing I love about manga is that it's, it's a different take and you can see different perspectives. Oh, yeah. I they, mean, and so, like, that's, that's my, my Big Mac, I guess, would be the best way to explain it. It's the, you know, the, the crappy food that I really enjoy. So I'm not reading, you know, like the most deep material all the time because that would be incredibly depressing if I read nothing but, like, mouse and yeah. I'm sure stuff that Anne reads. I, yeah. I just, you know, I don't know, eat a bullet or something. Well, yeah, but you, you read all that stuff when you were younger, too, yeah. right? Yeah. You you got all that angst out and you're like okay I want something light, I don't have to eat you know super heavy rich stuff all the time. Every once in a while I, I want a Big Mac and fries. Exactly. Um, let's see what else. Comics, comics, comics. That's what we're here to talk about is comics. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of anything right now about other than about, about comics. About well, comics. Yeah. They have the uh, the new like, reboot. Air quotes of Marvel. Oh yeah, uh, Marvel now. Yeah, yeah. Those books, like uh, there's uh, Rick Remender is doing um, Secret or no, I'm sorry, uh, Uncanny Avengers, yeah. which is going to be fantastic. And then who's doing the regular Avengers book? Bendis. No, 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 no. Uh, Secret Warriors. Oh, uh, Hickman. Ja- Jonathan Hickman is doing uh, it right. Uh, yes. I'm going to be reading two Avengers books, and I. Thought I was kind of done with <laughs> Avengers. Oh no, they'll they'll bring you back in. Yeah, eventually. Uh, Secret Avengers is pretty good most of the time, but it changes writers so often. Like each writer is doing like a three or four issue arc. Yeah. Um, I think Warren Ellis did one that I want to catch up on eventually. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of writers changing, uh, Brubaker just they just announced that Brubaker qu- is quitting a Captain America, so he's not doing it anymore. I'm okay with I that. Think he, what, two just, years, three years, ten. He's been writing it for ten years. Seriously, seriously, yeah. He was well. He pinned he pinned the whole death of Captain America, and that was two thousand and eight. And he started back in two thousand and two. So yeah, he's been doing it a while. At I least I haven't checked the sources, but this is this is what I heard from the guy that that told me the story. So uh, Brian Michael Bendis is going to be taking over Captain America, and he Brew Baker is still going to be doing um, Winter Soldier, which makes sense. Okay. Because I guess he... Is that Bucky? Yeah. Okay. Took Bucky under his wing. And that's really good, too. I've been reading that. The Winter Soldier run. It's more secret espionage. Of course, with with Bucky and, and Winter Soldier, it's not all superheroes and whatnot. So it's more super spies. Um, there was a, a great... In one of the books, they had dealt with Doctor Doom. And he's Doctor Doom is just so pretentious. It's amazing. I, I love that character. Haven't really read a lot about him, but he's just one of those super smart guys that, you know, you must respect me. I'm Dr. Doom. Uh, That kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's that. Um, I saw one of the greatest Dr. Doom quotes uh, or not quotes. It's like three panels from I don't even know what book it is. It has to be from the 70s or maybe even the 60s. It's Namor and he's taking Doom on a tour through uh, his underwater palace. He's like, and here's this Dr. Doom's like, what's that? He's like, oh, that's the conch shell. Doom goes over and he's like, (laughs) he's about to blow into the conch shell and Namor's like, no, don't do that. You won't know what's going on. And and Dr. Doom's like, I'll do what I want. And it's like, toot. (laughs) (laughs) A whole new world. Sorry. Oh, 
There's uh, a lot of singing on this show, I've realized. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, not good singing. No, I didn't say it was quality. I'm no. just saying that there's a lot of singing. But, uh, come on. Dr. Doom and Neymar going through Atlantis, the first thing that pops in my head is Ariel. Right? <laughs> no? Okay. Uh, um, <clears throat> so, um, they, they're they just doing the, the trade paperbacks of the new 52 so they're doing that series. So we, they're doing 52 trades of stuff that I don't care about. No, we need to do that kind of stuff, though. My friends have told me that the, the Capolo run on Batman, or Jason, Jason Snyder run on Batman is good. Um, and you guys like Snyder. I like Snyder. Um, All-Star Western is quality. Uh, there's like actually four or five books that I, I did enjoy from the new 52. Yeah. Um, most of them have been canceled, unfortunately. <laughs> like Men of War, which was Sergeant Rock, done. Really, uh, I think I Vampire is still going on, and that's a pretty solid. Uh, did I say All Star Western already? Yeah. Okay. No. Um, Detective Comics was good. Do not care about Superman in any incarnation. Yeah, it's just no. It's the whole Superman thing, you know. And uh, he's just too powerful. I mean, when you're all powerful, do you really want to read it? Because is he really ever in danger? Uh, no, no, and it's just lame. Would you want to read a comic book about Jesus? N- no, no. You know what's going to happen? Bo- boring subject material. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let me think here. You can do whatever. I think John Lehman is going to be doing a Batman book. I heard rumblings about that, but I don't know exactly if it's Detective Comics or Batman or yeah. one of the thirty spinoffs from it. So. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing with the the whole industry. It seems like something needs to be shaken up because everything's getting kind of the stagnant, same, it's stagnant, samey. You know, and and I think DC tried to do that with their new Fifty Two. They just failed miserably. I wasn't going to put it that way. I would. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It, it, like, so here's my big problem with the new Fifty Two. Um, you've got it, what led into it was Flashpoint, and then Flashpoint set everything back to the way it was supposed to be, kind of. And then the first thing they do is they release um, Detective, or no, I'm sorry, uh, Justice League. Mm. And in the Justice League thing, you have to assume that, okay, so it was like, we're going to call it Zero Week, because that week, only one book came out from DC, and it was Justice League. And I was so pissed, because I was hoping that there was going to be one week in my life where not a single DC book was released. It was going to be glorious. No. No, never. But so the Justice League book comes out, and then the week after that is w- the first time that Batman meets Superman. But that was the week after, and they were working together in the Justice League book. And then you've got um, some members from Wildcats in the Justice League, mm. and it just was not handled well. You, and, and that's the thing is, okay, so you want to start over the whole continuity, or you, you want to do that. It will, why don't you just start it over? Because there's so many different books that are going on at different times. You really can't keep them all jiving together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's the one thing I was noticing with Ultimate, with the Ultimates, right? So I'm reading the Ultimates, Ultimate X-Men, Ultimate Spider-Man. And in the Ultimates, like I said, Reed Richards is blown up Washington, D.C. In Ultimate X-Men, they have the Nimrods coming back and they're actually recreating Master Mold. But this is happening and they're going around killing all these mutants the nimrods are but nobody's talking about washington dc being gone and in ultimate spider-man it's just like nothing's nothing's ever happened do you think there would be little ripples yeah or like something? you know like let's say galactus visits new york people in boston are like eh, never heard of it yeah giant purple clown-headed dude 
Attacking New York? No. <laughs> Fantastic Four nuked the planet? What? No, no, that, that didn't affect us. This is Boston. Oh, uh, you know, and I was speaking of I could see it from my car down the street. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's in the harbor. Uh, I was talking with my friend, He was, he, and he was saying that, I guess, uh, Franklin Richards is the Avatar Galactus now. Um, and I seem to remember Galactus being like the, the ultimate world eater, right? Yeah. And it was a big event when he came to Earth and they repelled they got all the superheroes together and repelled him and now it's like they've killed him like three or four times now and he's come back and every time he comes back and is he like a mini boss now i think so yeah he's like oh uh, this guy again oh okay you know wince repeat ultimate nullifier he's gone yeah like i I always was curious like um if one of our listeners knows can someone please tell me how galactus eats a planet like does it involve a giant knife and fork i don't know this (laughs) After he absorbs the energy. Being reading, or have, being reading, wow, I'm, my grammar is astounding. Yeah, have some more Maker's Mark there. I, I think I might do that. Um, like, I've read Marvel Comics for 25 years now, I don't know, something like that, and I've never read a story where Galactus actually ate a planet. It, it, they always stop them beforehand, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, Segwayne, uh, I guess they're making a Galactic Guardians movie. I hope so. Yeah, I I hope it's with Rocket Raccoon and Groot, dude, Star Lord. <laughs> you know, get Havoc and Polaris in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but uh, and that seems like the one the one of the things that Marvel's doing is they're they're bringing all these lesser known properties in and trying to fold them into the universe and and it worked really well with uh, Marvel First Class or X Men First Class, right? And my friend said he hated that movie. I actually enjoyed it. I okay. thought it was good. Um, but it was a whole bunch of characters that minor characters in X-Men that they utilized and still made millions of dollars on it. So I was like, well, if we can do that with this, let's try the Galactic Guardians. I want to see an Iron Fist movie so bad. <laughs> I love Iron Fist. I know, right? He's he's just so... Danny Rand is one of my favorite Marvel characters. Little Marvel Knights, like Iron Fist, Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. Yeah, Luke Cage in there for, you know, the, the buddy cop movie. And and uh, just throwing Punisher as the the asshole. And there you you're go. Gone. Bam. Yeah, you're done. So yeah, they're doing they're doing that. And uh, there's another Marvel movie that they're coming out with. Doctor Strange. They're doing Doctor Strange. Uh, that was there was okay, there was two teasers um, at San Diego Comic Con last year. Okay. One was Iron Fist. One was Doctor Strange, and they both had 2012 on them. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So like done this year? I have no idea. Wow. I haven't heard anything about them, so. I mean, if they make Doctor Strange into kind of like a yellow submarine, you know, real psychedelic other world. So I've got a plan for a movie. We're going to take sort of naked lunch, and we're going to mash that in together with the good parts of. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, my wagwam. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Doctor Strange, uh, they're doing an Ant-Man movie. They are doing it? They're, yeah. That's oh what God. I heard. And Is Black- he going to be Ant-Man or is he going to be Giant-Man? I th- think he's going to be the ant-man character okay yeah but it you know before he starts hitting up um smacking around janet that's only in the ultimates universe uh, I, I thought he was in the normal universe too and you got to know that in the in the movies they're kind of mixing those two the ultimate universe are they yeah okay so maybe he just hits her around and then you know buys her flowers afterwards i'm really sorry i'm like he hits her around and then she gets eaten by the blob later oh, on god so good <laughs> so and then the black panther i don't know who they're going to use for the character for black panther hmm. i think it should be a Elba because <laughs> that guy's awesome 
Street, little Stringer Bell as Black Panther. That would be fucking rad. Yeah. Get right? like the cast of The Wire to do some of the you know the background characters. Oh God, yeah. You could have so much intrigue. <sighs> Get Kima to play Storm. <laughs> there, yeah. Right. Sonya John. Yeah. Um, so they're they're doing a, a whole bunch of new movies, and I think maybe they've gotten s- with like the Avengers and how well it's done. There's like we're going to greenlight everything. Yeah. Well, I'm very curious. Um, I mean, San Diego's what next week? Yeah. And then the week after that is when Dark Knight Rises comes out. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's crazy. Like, I want to see how the Dark Knight Rises does. I don't think it's going to do as well as Avengers. Um, no. I, I, I don't think it's possible. And it, Avengers is a little too... It's it's definitely a popcorn movie. Yeah. You know? So it's accessible to everybody, but Dark Knight is a little too dark that you might want to not bring your kids to that. Is it PG-13 or is it R? It, it might be PG-13. I think it's PG-13. Yeah, I, don't, I think they're done with doing R movies. I uh, I think they're going to kill off Batman at the end of it. Oh, yeah, it's the trilogy. Yeah, and then just done with it. Yeah. And so we can get done with the all the Christian Bale impersonations. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> So uh, this week we're going to be talking about The Strange Talent of Luther Strode. Uh, it was written by Justin Jordan, um, and the artist was Trad Moore. Uh, colors were by Philippe Soberio. Soberio? Soberio? I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, it's an epic kung fu 80s story about... I don't even know how to... Like, so the, the, the old, like, you know, get super strong methods... Um, this one has something called the Hercules method, which actually works. The downside is is that that the Hercules method was created by a death cult to train assassins. Um, the main character Luther Strode is your typical sixteen year old, like scrawny geek. Yep. And you know he's getting picked on and whatnot, and he gets the Hercules method, and he learns it, yep. and gets super buff. Um, gets super strength. Uh, nine vulnerability he gets shot like seven times in the stomach and doesn't care because he just flexes his stomach and pops the bullets out uh enhanced reflexes sort of precognition like he understands a couple of things there's an, uh, a specific part where his mom goes to drop or she accidentally drops a plate and he realized what was going to happen and manages to catch the plate before it hits the ground yeah um and in sort of the the final climatic battle he knows what his opponent is going to do before he does it yeah, yeah, and, and and the book does a really good job of kind of displaying that. You see all these mirror images or these ghost-like images of where the character, where the the your opponent is, and what they're going to do. And and Luther Strode can actually actually see this. And I think the like the elevator pitch for this <clears throat> is okay. What if Spider Man was a little bit darker, a little bloodier? Hyper violent, not just uh, not just violent, like makes anything from kick ass or officer down or anything like he chokes someone with his own intestines at one point. Yeah. Yeah. There's some really great scenes in it, too. Uh, And the uh, so there's a a scene very early on where there's other assassins who've been trained using this method 
and uh, someone is talking to one of them, and the guy rips out his own tooth and spits it at the guy like a bullet and kills him. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, the The main villain's name is the librarian, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and he's the librarian is scolding the guy. He's like, look, you've only got so many teeth. You can't just keep doing that. And the guy just chuckles at him. Yeah. Because he's, he's so demented. And, and, and so this is... I thought there was a really original take I have not seen before of like an origin story because it's one of these things that everybody's seen, especially if you read comic books, those those ads in the back where it's like, oh, you're getting beat up by by the bully on the beach. Well, you use this method and you'll get strong and you can kick sand in his face, you know, and they send this out. And out of the the thousands of people that get this, it clicks with a very few individuals and luther strode is one of these individuals so it goes through his whole training and the the act <clears throat> the acumen that he has to go through in order to reach this this seri- this level of of fighting of heightened sense and whatnot and um it should, it should have been the ad would have been more like it's not tired of kick, have, having bullies kick sand in your face Kick them in the junk and then shove their scrotum into their brains. Really, really. I mean, it's just it is awesomely violent. It is, and there there are a couple scenes where he's getting picked on by bullies that were bullying him in the high school hallway before, and he actually knows what to do now. And it goes through one of those "what if," "what if I did this," and it it goes through this this thought in his head where he just twists the guy's head around until it pops off, you know, like a top. Doesn't he end up punching the guy in the jaw and breaking his jaw off? Yeah. Yeah. That's... Well, no, he just, he just breaks the guy's jaw where it's just totally, it's, um, God, what am I? Girl in the dragon tattoo style, you know, just disjarred completely off. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a jaw more where his like, uh, cheek should be as opposed to where a jaw should be he, he's talking out of his ear yeah <laughs> um but and, and that's one he's of the talking g- out of the side of his neck <laughs> <laughs> totally side talking uh, and, and and there's also the um the the female the female uh, love interest too that is pretty cool and and the female love interest was really interested in Luther Strode when he was a geek and small and spindly and all that kind of stuff. He just didn't have the confidence to go up to her and talk to her. But once he, he's gone through this whole Hercules method, Hercules, Hercules, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Really? You're, you're going to go, is that Dr. Doolittle? Yeah. Okay. There's the crumps. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Didn't they get an actual movie? Oh, yeah. That's, oh, meet the crumps. That's pretty tragic. Oh, Eddie Murphy was a money-making machine. Um, so she, she is your edgier version of like, um, a Mary J, right? Yeah. So she's, she has a bad family and she's not willing to, she's not afraid to, to swear and, and to act like sexually promiscuous and whatnot. And it's, it's something that is a little bit more real than, than the, uh, God, what is Mary it? Jane? Than, than Mary Jane or just the Andy Griffith kind of kind of um well golly let's bake an apple pie together exactly well it sounds like a great idea um but I I just really love this book and and Luke had had he had recommended it to me and I was like well it sounds kind of what weird and I looked at some of the scenes and and there's a there was a scene where guys had had their skin ripped off and whatnot yeah and it wasn't actually their skin was ripped off is that he was able to see through them and see like their, their muscles moving their muscles and not the skin. Yeah. 
And I was like, what the hell is this? And I actually, and I saw it on Bleeding Cool. Um, It was, it was actually, I bought it online somewhere and I was like, oh, why not? It's on, on sale. I think it was Thwipster. Thwipster was selling it online. I think Thwipster's, their Thwipster is just not up right now. Uh, I don't know where, I'm good, which is good. Because you I can have save more money. money. <laughs> yeah, I have more money in my. Well, this looks you're good. Like, you're gonna spend money on War Machine as opposed yeah. to comics. Yeah. And as a side note, I think it's kind of funny because I can understand how it's like, oh well, it's on, your girlfriend or wife says, oh, it's on sale. You know, it really was a deal. It's like you bought seven dresses. You spent five hundred bucks. How is that on sale? <laughs> I don't, understand. Don't you understand? That. I bought these sixty-two trades at thirty percent off. That's that's. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been a thousand, but it was only five hundred dollars. Now, like I totally understand that too. I thought it was un- insane, but now I realize I'm just just as insane. Pretty much, you know. Um, I don't. You want to talk about the art first, the writing? How do you handle this? Um, we could talk about the art. I mean, uh, it's it's pretty run of the mill art until it starts getting into the fight scenes, and then it gets into that hyper graphic. Um, violence, like you were saying, hyper violence that you really don't expect from from comic books, and so you can see, you can see people's getting hung and choked by their intestines, people getting killed by by teeth, and a lot of the times when you have a lot of violence like that, it doesn't really convey very well. Yeah, you know, all the, the, all the, the action, action itself and the gore sort of blends together into what looks like a watercolor painting almost. It, exactly, and it but it's. In this, like this book, like the action scenes are just like uh, Trad uh, does, just a really good idea, or like he does a really good job of conveying movement, which you know, like when someone gets punched, you can see where the person who's punching was coming from and where the person who got hit is going, along with the gore. It's super dynamic. Um, like his sort of his talking, like when people are just standing around talking, is it's okay. It's not terribly great or terribly you know just terrible mm-hmm. um it's it's okay it's acceptable yeah but once the action scenes kick in which is a good chunk of the book um there's not a lot of character development insofar as people standing around thinking of you know how they're going to handle you know that like you luther strode isn't like oh my god my my responsibility because of this power is so great he's like i'm gonna go punch this dude in the face right now and i'm gonna hit him so hard that i'm gonna shove his nose through his brain yeah and there and there are some plot points that kind of drive him into the the whole responsibility with this great power becomes responsibility, but they don't beat you over the head with it. Yeah, you know, like Uncle Ben. Um, one of the things I really enjoyed was that it was the when the book starts off, it's it's kind of a stylized art that kind of looks a lot like cartoons, right? You see a lot of cartoons out there, and it wasn't super detailed. It wasn't inked like super there wasn't a lot of inking going on to to do a lot of shading and whatnot and so you think it's one way it totally comes off as it's going to be one way until he gets into the hercules method and then people start dying and then you start seeing musculature and and intestines and body parts and organs flying all over the place like holy shit these guys know they know their anatomy you know they know where the liver is in the human (laughs) in the human gut when it gets removed from that. Um, so it, it comes off, it starts off as one ways and all nice and, and Mayberry. And then all of a sudden it just takes a different turn. And 
and that's a, one of the things that I really enjoyed about this book is that it it, it kind of lulls you into okay, this is going to be your normal story with two geeks talking about each other, and then you know he, he gains this great power and great responsibility, but then it just goes into the realm of dark, dark and gritty. Yeah, um, it's like exiting Mayberry, Mayberry. Next stop, pain and suffering. <laughs> exactly. To your left, you'll notice gore. To your right, you'll notice hyperviolence. Keep your hands and legs inside the vehicle at all times, or they will be cut off. Yes. Kandahar, uh, next stop. <laughs> um, like, the colors also really struck me as, um, oh, God, Philippe uh, Sobero, yeah. Uh, like, his job with coloring, I really noticed it. Um, normally, co- like, the colorist is not, it's something I sort of take for granted. I'm like, yeah, these colors look good. Um there's a really good job that's done with the contrast. Like the, a lot of characters you'll see them in blues and like cooler colors, which really contrasts the gore that happens with them. So you have someone wearing blue jeans and like a green shirt and all of a sudden they're getting punched in the face and there's this giant splotch of like your reds and your browns and your oranges coming off of them. Oh yeah. Um, it was a really good job on the design to get the most out of that hyper violence. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're right about that because now that I think about it, it, there is a lot of scenes with red in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so if you don't pick the right color scheme beforehand and plan it out, when you get when you run into that, you can end up in a dead end. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm using two pins for pinning this entire page. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all, I, pretty much all I got about the art. Yeah. The writing is solid. Like conceptually, it was just well thought out. Like you said, the elevator pitch was what a darker Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. And it, you know, one of the things, like I said, along with the artwork, it starts off as, um, as really, <clears throat> really childlike. You know, it was really innocent. When you begin, it was just two two friends that are that are talking to each other. So it's this one geeky geeky kid, Luther Strode, and I mean. That first of all, that's a name that's not exactly evokes you know, like superhero. You, you don't think a big cleft chin when you see think of Luther Strode and his friend was a little chubby guy too, a little bit shorter, and they were just kind of working their way through um, through high school, you know, trying to avoid bullies and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, and they they also had the the kind of dialogue and lingo that was kind of made famous by Diablo Cody. Yeah, you know, you know a lot a lot of a lot of lingo and and a lot of code words and whatnot. So you really think that they're teenagers. They're uh they're they're not running around going uh what is it, YOLO? I god, I hate that so much. YOLO. Is that Yoko Ono or something like that? No, YOLO, you only live once. Oh god. Oh, is that what YOLO means? That's yeah, what YOLO means. Oh god. Okay. Let's I mean, let's not talk about that anymore i don't know why i brought that that was a ter- i'm sorry listeners yeah. at home that was a terrible call on my part stay away from the hashtags yeah yeah um but on top of this where everybody they're trying to make it through high school the two the the main character and his friend there's also the darker side so you it goes into it's his parents are separated the father was abusive and the mother's still kind of um a little shell-shocked from it and it's so you do you do have this darker moments and they they do kind of hint to that this world is a little more based in reality and they are going to deal with the the baser stuff of of the world. And then 
all of a sudden you you get in the Luther Strode, and he gets these powers, and he's starting to realize, oh shit, I can actually change my my predicament. I can actually change how my life is around me, and I can go after the pretty girl. And yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, like just all around, I loved this book for yeah. like. I'm having a really hard time picking out like any sort of flaw in it, and I don't want to just stand here and be like, "Oh, you know, the art's really good, and the, the contrast and the, the, the choices for the colors, characters was, you know, the characters' colors was good, and mm. the writing's solid, and they did a good job with the dialogue." And yeah. I can, I really could just go on and on. Oh, well, I can, I can find some bad stuff about him, and the writing is really good too, especially when the librarian comes in oh, yeah. and explains the whole theory he's behind so the Hercules good. method. Oh, he's a great because he he's. He doesn't look like an evil villain. Right. You know? He's a fucking librarian, you know? A super buff librarian. Well, yeah, that's that's true. But a guy who tends books, nevertheless. Um, but one, one of the problems that I did have is it, it seemed like it added some stuff into the book that didn't, that were like kind of non sequiturs. Like, like the, the assassins all wrapped up. And the one guy that kills kills one of the the servants with his tooth, yeah. right? Like there was that was one scene, and then they didn't go back to it. Or well, I think what that was leading to was that if you use the uh, the Hercules method, you do become bloodthirsty. I mean, it's just <laughs> your innate aggressiveness increases. Yeah. And these guys have gone so far with that that they're uncontrollable at that point. And it discusses um, like I think issue five or six. That Luther Strode, there's a second where he almost goes that way. Yeah. And then... Well, that was the whole thing. The librarian was trying to get him into this assassin's guild. Yeah. You know, and Luther Strode was the one guy who's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, well, you know, I have ways to make you you follow me. Yeah. Yeah. But I I mean, uh, I think the entire point of that scene was to show sort of the route that he would go down if he sort of fell to the dark side. Yeah. Okay. Um, Toothless in a straight jacket. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, God. Uh, I I don't want to be strong and powerful. <laughs> so, so that was that was one of the problems, and I think maybe that's because it seems like there's going to be more in the series. Yeah, I, I definitely think. Well, I don't know how sales are, yeah. but it is set up so that there could be future stories. Exactly, and especially how it ends. Man, I really hope that there's more to this. Oh, I, I really want to see more. Like um, the last book that I can think of that was very similar was North Forty. North mm. 40 had a, a sort of, not cliffhanger ending, but there was a definite, they could have done more with it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the numbers were there. It's uh, such a shame. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, quality books like this are few and far between, especially yeah. when it's, you know, a new IP. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it, that's one of those things where, what what you're saying, mediocrity. Mediocrity is king. Exactly. Yeah. Where it's something, if it's super special, it's not supported enough, and if it's, and since it's not supported enough, people think, oh, well, that's because it's different. It's not mediocre. And if you go mediocre, look, you'll sell just the same. But um, any, I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, I, it seems like if there was more to this story um, than that scene where you have all the straight-jacketed assassins makes sense because... Um, Eventually, then, these guys are going to come looking for Luther Strode. Exactly. There's, it lets you know that this is a whole secret society that's coming after him, and it's not just the librarian. So after you overcome this one hurdle, there's an even bigger hurdle to overcome. Yeah, this uh, the book, um, I guess, I don't want to say so much as the writing, but just as the how far out there it is compared to your normal stuff reminds me a lot of um, 
there's probably four or five books in the past few years that really stick out along the lines of this. Mm-hmm. Um, North 40, Mysterious the Unfathomable, which is a really hard name to say. Um, oh, what was... Uh, Memnivore, but I think that's actually more than five years old. Um, mm-hmm. Orkstain has been a while since a new one has come out. Yeah. Well, There's only like eight of them. That's because he got deported. Well, yeah. Yeah. But we love James Stoka. We do. Uh, there, there's just these... These weird books that don't follow the basic premise of your standard comic book that this really falls into, and I hope that enough people picked it up that there will be interest for a second series or a continuation because it's just it's got so much potential just mm-hmm. you know waiting and like um another thing that would sort of fall along these lines is chew um John Lehman got lucky and people just bought the shit out of issue <laughs> one and you know it's done great for him yeah and that is that i'm just thrilled with that because exactly because he's a good writer he's a good writer it's a unique idea and he can do what he wants with the book mm-hmm. um it's it's what i want comic books like all comic books to be like yeah. I, I enjoy x-men i you know there's some like I have my guilty pleasures, definitely. Yeah. But I think that comic books, as a medium in general, can do a really good job as long as they don't pigeonhole themselves into the. This is a superhero wearing a cape fighting the bad guy for this reason. Next week he'll fight a different supervillain. Uh, you know, just isolated. You know, compartmentalized issues. Like I don't want to see that. I want to see these stories where people develop. There's overarching things that don't necessarily. Uh, get resolved immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, Planetary is another excellent example of a book that didn't affect anything else, and there were, you know, like three-issue arcs with a short-term problem, but during those three-issue arcs, they were trying to solve something more important. Yeah. And then at the 12-issue mark, uh, the fifth man was figured out, which is a huge mystery, and then at the end, everything gets solved. And they're like, we're going to go on to other adventures. Well, they didn't, but... Honestly, you know, but, but I think Planetary was really lucky about that because they were willing to support that yeah. and let it roll. Because there's a lot of comic books that have great ideas, set up interesting worlds, and then they just get snuffed out, you know. Um, and it's it's such a shame. It's like, oh, you got me pulled in. You, I'm following these characters. I'm really involved with them and uh, emotionally um I want to know what what they're you know what they're thinking, whether they survive or not, and then all of a sudden it's just like oh pull the plug pull the plug yeah yeah it's such a shame. Oh. <clears throat> Hopefully it doesn't happen with this. You you finished Planetary right? Yes. Okay. Like so you know how it ends? Yeah they they didn't kill the black guy. They didn't kill the black guy. They, in fact the entire point was them saving the black guy. I I'm okay. I'm totally surprised about that. Really? Yeah. Well, because it's it's a trope for a reason. You know? it, it is, but that entire, you know, let's just stop talking about that until we actually cover the planetary. amazing thing that is planetary. Um, yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, so back to the subject at hand, Luther Strode. Uh, it is awesome. It is just, like, you had a couple of complaints, but I really. No, there there were small complaints. And, yeah. there, and there, it's the kind of things where it's not irreparable. It's just it needs to be covered beforehand. Like it would, it would, like I was saying, the only problem I had was with the assassins and bringing those out. It's like, well, that's kind of strange that they bring those in there. And then you go back to the normal world. I think it was kind of foreshadowing. Like a teaser? 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because the way that the book ends, you're like, oh, that was so great. And, you know, and how it ended. And then, okay. I, I totally see how it went out in Thelma and Louise. Yeah. And, and then the book is an adventure. Mm. Absolutely. It's, you know, it takes you along on this journey. Yep, yep. And as you, you know, you proceed through it, um, it's just. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So I think we've run out of stuff to say. So, but I'm thinking you you liked the book. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I I really did too. So, uh, wow, this is going to be a short episode, and I apologize for lack of content. Um, Joel, buy Borrow or Burn. Um, I would definitely buy this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here. I, so it's a solid buy. Um, yeah, highly recommended. Yeah. I think maybe this podcast is an example of how great it is because we're speechless. Yeah, it's like we really do have a hard time tearing apart any sort of thing, and I can hate on just about anything. Yeah, you you have. You um, have. But this is one of those books that I really, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. You know? I know it's, I, it's so good. We've not included any of the major plot points Mm-mm. specifically, so you, the listener, if you agree with our opinions, will go out and buy it and enjoy it just as much as we did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we really could have just made this uh, a YouTube like little episode. It's like, hey, I'm trying out Youth of Strode. It's really good. You need to buy it. Yeah, the last thing the listeners at home need to see, though, is your face and my horrible oh face. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. That's uh, why we're on a podcast. All, all the commentary would, like, would be like, oh, my God, those are people? What, what disfiguring accidents happened to them? <laughs> that Andy guy looks like he got hit with a bat in the face. Twice. Yeah. We're thinking about doing the New 52 or a book specifically from the New 52 for our next episode. Um, Joel, what's your, your thoughts on when, what do you want to do? It, you know, we were going back and forth. I, I would like to see at least or read one of the new 52 because I haven't read them. And I'm thinking we should Wait, do... before you say that, okay. I mean, we've got Men of War, yeah. which is brilliant. We've got... Um, oh, fuck. Uh, I, Vampire, Animal Man. Um, these are all great books. Like, is there sort of anything that you're thinking? Um, well, we, we could do Justice League because that's the... Flagship. Fuck, fuck Justice League. Okay. How about how about we do uh, one of the most controversial or one of the more more controversial ones? What would that be? Catwoman. Let's do Catwoman. Why would you want to do Catwoman? Well, because people people are saying that Catwoman is is really misogynist and is portraying women as as these these. Um, Hussies and harlots and whatnot. Wow, hussies and harlots. What, that's classy stuff. God damn. Um, but you know, maybe we maybe it was just pre, it was prejudice. It was just one issue. We need to read an entire story arc. You know, um, and I think that in order to figure out and get to the bottom of whether it has artistic merit or not, we need to read this. Like, yeah. what, what do you think the biggest point is? Titties. Titties! Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And, and if it is bad, this has got... Two of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. right. I'm being classy. I've been drinking Maker's Mark for about uh, an hour now. Uh, yeah, so I can, I can see some drawn. Do you, do you want to talk about Ghost Rider 2 for a minute? 
Oh God, no! Were you sure? What? I haven't even read Ghost Rider, so or, wait, wait, wait. What was the? Was Doctor? Who's going to play Doctor Strange? Yeah, who is going to see Doc? Who is going to play Doctor Strange? Nicholas Cage. He's going to be Ghost Rider and Doctor Strange. Both. It's going to be phenomenal because there's going to be a, a Defenders book that has or Defenders comic or shit Defenders movie that's going to have Nicholas Cage playing both <laughs> Doctor Strange and um, oh my God, what is his name? Daniel. Danny Rand? No. No, no, Danny Rand is Iron Fist. Uh, Johnny Blaze, and then I can't remember what the other one is. Yeah. There's a, there's a female Ghost Rider now, which yeah. blows my mind. Yeah. She, and, and and that was in the Remender Venom. That was oh, uh, was it Fearsome Four? Fearsome Four? Circle of Four. Circle of Four. <clears throat> exactly. Like, other than the whole Franken-Castle thing, like, Remender seriously just continuously blows my mind with how awesome his stuff is. Uh you know, in that circle of four, they did have Red Hulk riding. Red Hulk is Venom riding <laughs> on a big Venom motorcycle That's up the side awesome. of a building <laughs> to attack the devil. Like, like, I really think he's like, okay, I got to write today. Time to shoot up. <laughs> <laughs> Last days of American crime. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the only better use of the Venom symbiote that I've seen was in Old Man Logan when the T-Rex had oh, yeah. the Venom symbiote. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> then Black Bolt comes down. He's just like, hey. And it just gets blown away. <laughs> oh, my God. If there was ever two that were the antithesis of e- each other, it's Black, Black Bolt. Black Bolt and Venom because yeah. Venom is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Carnage is worse, but Venom is pretty terrible. Oh, man. Speaking of pretty terrible, I was watching. They're they're running the trilogy of Spider-Man. I think this is all to ramp up to the new Spider-Man movie and just watching that third episode, uh, man. And, and, um, who's Frodo again? (laughs) Frodo, Spider-Man, Elijah Wood, Elijah Wood. Yes. Elijah Wood just being, trying to be mean and having, have swagger. Oh my God. It's phenomenal. Like the the scene when he's in the club after he dances with the girl and he like whips his hair out of the way. Yeah. That's so good. It's yeah. so emo and painful. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It's uh, you can't be emo and have swagger at the same time. Oh, you, you know, he totally pulls it off. Like um I watched the I finally saw like I'd seen the first two, you know, like within a while after they came out and I'd never seen the third one. I'm like I can't watch any more of these and it was on uh, just regular basic TV. Yeah. And I'm like, playing. okay, I'm going to kind of watch this out of the corner of my eye while I'm working on some other stuff. And the scene comes on when he's dancing and he's got sort of the emo hair. And I'm like, this is terrible. It can't get any worse than this. And then the fight between Sandman, Venom, Green Goblin, and Spider-Man goes on. I'm like, no, it got worse. Yeah. It got a whole lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. They got derailed. I think that's why the executives decided to, hey. Reboot it. Reboot. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. (laughs) Um so let's see what else here. What, what, what's been the worst Marvel movie other than the Corman Fantastic Four one that they did just to do the license? Oh, God. Um, well, the, the Fantastic Four. The, like the first Fantastic Four. Oh, like Four. the actual Fantastic Four movie that yeah. they did. Was yeah. that where Galactus was like the swarm of nanites? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I still and, haven't seen that. And then uh, actually in the second Fantastic Four, you, you haven't seen this either where they have Mr. Fantastic who was having a birthday party. So he has a whole swagger scene a lot like Elijah Wood where he's dancing with all these different ladies and he's, you know, doing his elastic man. I don't Mr. Fantastic man thing where he's like doing all these elastic man is DC. I, I don't care. Mr. Plast- plastic man, elastic man, those DC. 
Fantastic, Mister Fantastic. That's Marvel. Play. Who was who was the guy that that was the cartoon? That was Plastic Man. Plastic Man. Okay, that's the only guy I remember. I actually have a, a DC Archives that has Plastic Man in it, and it's super campy and a lot of fun because he's got those Elvis glasses. The glasses are like what make the character, as oh. far as I'm concerned. Like I can sit there and just like stare at him lovingly and be like, "This is the most camp that I've ever seen on anything." Exactly. So imagine Mister Fantastic being that campy, but trying to be serious about it. Yeah, it's so it's so bad, so bad. Love, so that's what I say. That, I love that's the, the Fantastic worst. Four. I really do. Really? I don't, yeah, I really do. I think it's just quality. Like I love. That's one of the things I love about. Um, oh my god! Uh, why can't I think of the book? It's on my shelf right now. Um, we were talking about it earlier. So you want me to pick out of the the hundreds of titles no, you have on your shelf? <laughs> no, uh, god damn it! One second. The, the whole talk about something. Scud. No. Oh, okay. So while Andy is going to the going to the bookshelf, he's going to walk around in a circle and come back and say planetary. Yeah, god. Really? You've only mentioned that like 7 or 8 times this whole podcast. Yeah, we've been drinking for a while. What do you want? Okay. No. I want I want more drink. <laughs> well, we can get to that, but this is not as nearly as bad as the uh, So, listeners at home, if you'd really like to hear Luke just shit-faced drunk, uh I think it's episode 47 of after the fact the drunk drunk getting episode where luke started drinking like two hours before we started recording and it starts out with an apology from luke and i uh that is a classic moment in geekerific history because no one could walk away from that episode <laughs> and, and half of the time he just starts laughing for no apparent reason yeah he was fucking sauced okay so speak speaking of or no it has nothing to do with sauce so what would you say is the worst comic book movie then? The worst comic book yeah, movie that the, I've seen? You you asked me. I said the Fantastic Four. Oh, man. Um, maybe the Punisher movie with Dolph Lundgren? Yeah. That's pretty bad. I was going to say that. Warzone yeah. is really good. Yeah? Uh, yeah it's it just uber violent. It's hyper violent, just like Luther Strode. Yeah. But uh, so like some of them that I think of, there's a, a Spider-Man movie from the 60s that's pretty horrible. Mm. Um. Yeah, um, X Men Three. X Men. There's there's no third X Men movie. There's like two of them. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, I, I heard that the next movie that they're going to do in order to keep that license is X Men versus Fantastic Four. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a horrible idea. Okay, that's going to happen. It's going to, and it's going to be shit. <laughs> Jessica Alba is going to reprise her role. I I have no idea. I don't care. It's going to be garbage. Uh, well, there was another. Um, okay, so Spider-Man Three was bad, but it wasn't completely without merit. Like yeah. it, it had a couple of points where I laughed. Maybe it was intentional. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Um, the original Punisher was pretty horrible. That Spider-Man movie was pretty. I really do like the Batman movie from the '60s with like the Bat Dance and Julie Newmar. Oh, oh, really? The one with the anti-shark. Wait, what was it? Bat anti-shark repellent. It's yes. like, wait a okay. second. Uh, if it's anti-shark repellent, wouldn't that attract sharks? I mean, it's got the line. Thank God for those porpoises who gave their lives to save us. Okay, that is that's gold right there. It was purpose purposeful camp, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it wasn't trying to be uh, super serious. Yeah, Caesar was it Caesar Chavez this Joker. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. If if you have not seen it, go watch it. It's not good by any means i mean it's not there's there's nothing great about it other than the fact that you're going to get some really good laughs out of it yeah okay so this i got into this conversation with my girlfriend 
maybe you can answer this. Who was the best actor of Batman? Because she says it's Michael Keaton. No. And I really don't like Michael Keaton, but against against George Clooney. Okay, and so Val follow, follow me through on this, right? So okay. was the question, who is the best Batman or who is the best Bruce Wayne? Who is the best Batman? Best Batman is probably Val Kilmer. What? Seriously. What? what, what? Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's completely airheaded and just filled with rage. <laughs> he doesn't have any soul. No, see, Val Kilmer, because he's blonde, right? So yeah. that's not really Bruce Wayne. That's hair color. That's not acting. Now, see, I remember back in the day, and this is kind of dating myself, when when the first Batman came out and they picked Did you Mike, wait in line for it or not? No, I didn't. I did. I waited in line to see it on the opening day. For the new Batman. When yeah. they announced that it was Michael Keaton. Yeah. My friend was totally upset about it because Batman's supposed to be this big, imposing character, and Michael Keaton is 5'6", maybe 170 <laughs> wet. And he was like, why are they picking a midget to play Batman? He's supposed to be this big, bad character. He's supposed to be Robin, right? Not Batman. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's closer. And, and I think he pulled it off. And, and I think George, uh, with the whole George Clooney thing, uh, Jim Carrey stole that, that show. As the Riddler? Yeah. Really? I Personally, I think so. Why don't you chill out? <laughs> okay. But Eyes to meet you. Some stellar performance. All right. Oh, uh, So I got a buddy who saw, the first time he ever saw a commercial for uh, Batman Returns, he thought it was a toy commercial. And he was like, oh my God, the budget for this toy commercial is like a million dollars. This is great. <laughs> oh, fuck. This is a movie. Yeah. Where, where have they all gone wrong? Joel Schumacher. Yeah. Like, the like, Michael Bay of the 90s. Yeah. Like, so I'm thinking about, let's talk about Batman for a minute because we're going to talk about Catwoman next week. Yeah. Or, well, next episode, two yeah. weeks from now. Um, best Batman story long Halloween? Uh, really? Are you are you going to do that to me? You haven't finished. Like, I did not mean that as like, a, <laughs> hey, you've been borrowing this book from me for three years and have not read it yet. <laughs> no, it's. Like, didn't stand it with chocolate. It has It has been three years. Three years. Three, three years you have had a trade that is 12 issues. Oh man, and it's the ultimate. It's absolute, absolute edition. It's absolute. At least edition you can put too. chocolate on that one. You fuck. Uh, no, no, I haven't. But it does have a little bit of dust, so I will have oh to dust God. it off. It's one of those imposing. It's a humongous fucking book. I'm it's sorry, not that big. It's the absolute edition, so it's it was one of the. It could be a a oh, a book. Um, I don't know a paperweight itself. No, that's not even. It's like the. It's like the obelisk. From 2010, right? Well, every time I look, yeah. smacking each other with bones and throwing shit That's at each other. That's what I start doing. It's like, and you have to read this. All of a sudden, the absolute edition lowers down from the sky, and the monkeys are going even more I, crazy. I go a little crazy when I look at that. It's like, I can't read. I, I don't know what to do with this. So eventually, I'll read it. But Long Halloween is pretty good. It's. I think it's the best Batman story. Really? I really. Uh, Hush is probably up there as well. Uh, I yeah. really like Tush. See, I haven't read that either. Uh, so for the listeners at home, Joel's house, his basement flooded uh, about, what, a month ago? Yeah. Uh, and the first question I asked him was, how is my absolute edition of The Long Halloween? That wasn't in the basement, though. Yeah, I know. But I'm yeah. just saying that was the first concern. <laughs> not that my friend's house had flooded. Not that, you know, everything was fucked. But how's my my absolute edition of Long Halloween? Because yeah. I'm a dick. Well, no, but that's that's how I am. Because uh, there's I'm still trying to... okay. For an example, 
I'm still trying to read through Brother Skaramatsov, right? Yeah. And I've got to maybe page 500, 600, and I keep on coming back to it, and I try to read it because I know it's one of the great literary novels of all time, and I, I can't do it. And I try to read it, and I get another 100 pages into it, and then something happens, and I lose interest. And I don't want to get that started with Long Halloween or, or the Swamp Thing. With Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, where if I read it, I know if I'm going to start it, and if, if I don't Long finish Halloween it. was so good, and I had to read it as monthlies. Yeah. It came out, you know, for each holiday, and I was just like, this book is so good, this book is so good. And then the ending happens, and I'm like, my brain! So wait, how they how they set it up was they came out one for each holiday yeah it's uh it's um because that's it's the holiday killer right yeah it's the holiday killer uh fuck i can't remember if the first one was valentine's day or what but it was like valentine's day you know whatever the next holiday is whatever the next holiday whatever mm-hmm. you know and some of them like what is going to be okay christmas the new year's that's uh, that's kind of cheap but whatever yeah um 4th of july what they do for labor day I don't remember. <laughs> April Fools was really well done and caught me completely off guard. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, now that had a whole plan to it. Yeah. When, and when it has a plan made out and it's like, "Hey, we're going to do this," and they actually execute it and it does it well, then I'll, I'll give it to you. Okay. The, I guess I'm going to have to read it. Let's let's do Long Halloween for the next episode. No, let's, let's do Catwoman and we'll get to Long Halloween eventually. I don't. Uh, I don't want you to. I don't want to force you to read it. I want you to actually want to read it. Oh God! I, I, and that's the thing. I'm going to have to get into the right state of mind in order to actually read it. Uh, that's just yeah. the kind of person I am. Um, okay. So before we close things out, uh, first off. Count Dolby von Luckner, you're amazing. I got uh, that piece uh, that you did for me, the self-interest of the fist. It is hanging up in my cubicle right now. Is that the it, title? Yeah, it's 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 so like you. Oh my god! Julie, you have to stop by at some point and take a look at no, it. No, you've shown it to me when it's, you when you got it. In the did name. I? Okay, I couldn't oh, yeah. remember. If I, like I, I didn't I didn't know the title of it. Like though. it is the the ray of hope that exists within my cubicle. That's not comics that are just stacked up because. Oh. Um, so, like, Joel is, we are recording from my house right now, and Joel's sort of looking around at the, the bookshelves and bookshelves of comics. Like, uh, there was a, a brief intermission between um, when we were doing the review of Luther Strode and this point, and Joel and I are standing in front of a bookshelf. I'm like, what book do you want to do? He's like, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pick from the smorgasbord of uh, everything. My my desk at work isn't that much different. Um, most people would have, you know, work stuff on their desk, and I've got a couple of... Uh, math books and some computer programming books and a few other like resource material books other than that it's probably between 50 and 70 trade paperbacks that either i've read and want to reread or have not read yet um i got all the manga off my desk there was i think 82 different volumes of manga at one point oh my god it it was pretty gross i mean i can totally see that because some of those some of those series are prolific, but I equate you to kind of the neighborhood drug dealer, you know, because you, you, you you lend it out to people and you get them hooked on comic books. That's yeah. how you got me hooked. It works great. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Hey, read this. You might like this. Yeah. Oh, but other than that, my desk is a plethora of Legos and action figures. And there's a computer monitor buried. Actually, there's two computer monitors buried there. Uh, yeah, I think, I'm, I don't know. What else, anything else you want to talk about, Joel? Nah. Uh, no, I'm I'm good. Other than uh, your apartment is an episode of Hoarders waiting to happen. 
It, the only problem is it's organized and you can walk around. It's organized in books, yeah. I mean, okay. there's, well, there's some other stuff. I've got some War Machine stuff, just a, just a few things. Uh, some long boxes in one corner, uh, some bookshelves, some video games. Some video games? Some. Some okay. video games. <laughs> it's some. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think at one time I had maybe a tenth of the collection. Um it's pretty impressive. No, no kids, no college payment, no car payment. Yes. I'm a corporate scumbag. Yes. This is what liquid assets do for you. Yeah. I like it. So um, rate us on Zune. Uh, yeah. Snicker, uh, I will stop harassing you about the Zune at this point. Wait, yeah. Is this where you start off? Rate us on Zune? Yeah. I mean, the, the five people that still have one. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to harass him okay. anymore. He's He's... Pretty awesome. Wait, does Snicker have a Zoom? Yeah, Snicker has a Zoom. My my apologies, Snicker. You're a cool cat. Um, let's see. Uh, Rate us on iTunes. Oh, yeah, that'd yeah, be a good I, start. iTunes. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. I'd really appreciate it. Um, follow the the website. Yeah. Um, trade secrets at wait. I'm sorry. Uh, what is it? Geekerific.tradesecrets.com. I think it's just geeker, Geekerific. Well, there's there's the link within Geekerific. Um, follow us on Twitter. I'm Mathtastrophy. That's M A T H T A S T R O P H Y. Joel is Superfly, which is I've never heard it spelled out. Really? Holy shit! I, c- I can read it, but I've never actually heard somebody spell it out. I Luke think I'm the only person. I ago. think I'm the only person who can actually spell it without thinking. That's because I've had a couple drinks. <laughs> uh, Joel is Superfly. S O O P E R E R P H L Y L Y. Yeah. Okay. Anne is uh, not here, but she's, uh, at Anne being tweets, and we're going to call it the Ghost of Luke. Uh, which is what? What is his normal tag? Is he? Does he have the geekerific one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's geekerific. God. Yeah, the ghost of Luke because he haunts us. Yeah, he does all the time. Exactly. I'm gonna try and resurrect him one of these Do days. Do the podcast, <laughs> Andy, you bastard! Why haven't you posted? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but love for the corpse of Luke. Yeah, that sounds just like that. Yeah. Frank, oh, I should create a, a, a Twitter feed called Frank and Luke. Please. I will. Yeah. <laughs> um, Luke Smash. This has been all. episode 29 of Trade Secrets. And if you go down south, it's not the heat, it's the humanity. <laughs> uh, have a good one, guys. I'm Andy. I'm Joel. And uh, peace. We out.